just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 36 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Jay. I have seen One Tree Hill about four times all the way through. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 14, Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows. Keeping up the appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it. Because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 14, Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows. Dom, we are here, but we are not alone, my friend. We have OG listener patron member and someone that's been there like all the way from the beginning jay has joined us jay thank you so much and welcome to the show no thank you for having me i'm super psyched it's an absolute pleasure and we were just saying just before we started recording uh, that that you're you're one of the listeners that i've like conversed with quite a lot and um and it like i feel like i feel like i know you in you know in a beautiful way and uh i yeah like sincerely just incredibly grateful uh for your support and you know being so uh you know like sharing your own personal stories and things as well like i personally like that's the stuff that i love uh because i think that's so inherent of what the show is is about you know um so yeah it's great to to meet you finally and to to do this yeah, I I feel the exact same way. I mean, it's been great having conversations with you. Obviously, I haven't spoke to Dom, but, you know, moving forward, hopefully that'll change as long as we keep them spoiler free. <laughs> well, in speaking, speaking exactly of that, Dom, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. I'm really pleased to be back here podcasting. Please be here with Jay as well, because I, I have seen messages from you and, and bits that... Um, like you've kind of sent Simon either through Instagram or through Patreon. I can't really remember, but I just remember seeing like loads of loads of really sort of heartfelt messages and um, kind of the replies that were going back as, you know, a little touch from Simon, a little touch from me. And it's, it's great that we have someone like yourself that's so passionate about 
like everything that you talk about really is just everything that was coming through was set was said with such heart um yeah. you know not just about the show not just about uh, you, you know one tree hill or, or what we're doing podcasting you, you know your own life experiences and stuff like that and it's really it's important that we get that from people and we 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 love hearing it and hope that we help in some little way whether it's you know just being a sounding board for people and it's it's great that you know we were getting that message from you and thank you so much no thank you guys um like i i don't know if you've seen the messages but i mean i told simon i mean you guys helped me through like a hard time my brother passed away not you know back in november and i mean your guys' podcast is probably like one of the only things that just kind of kept me getting through the days like I just kind of zoned out and listened to you guys and was in my own little world. So it was nice to kind of forget everything that was going on. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you guys more than, you know, well, thank you. Thank you. And that's, um, yeah. And really sad to hear about your loss and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what, what, a what a terrible year 2020 was for and so many reasons. Right. Yeah. That's an understatement, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, I, yeah, I can't even understand or even fathom what that must have felt like. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, both of us, truly sorry, uh, but you know, glad in a way that we're able to be distracting and you know talk about you know nipples that are like burgers and you know people getting <laughs> fingered on dance floors. You know all the all the all the good things that you need throughout the week. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you're joining you're joining our our weird little slice of england (laughs) hey i'll take it i love it man absolutely love it well jay take us all the way back when how did you first encounter like one tree hill when did you watch it for the first time and then like what's special about it that's made it you know stay with you you know over the years Let's see. The first time I seen, I was in high school. I was probably about 16 or 17. And I promise you not, like it was the third season, the very last episode, probably about like the last 45 seconds. I was just flipping through the channels and I seen that and it caught my attention. And from there I was completely hooked. Like that was, like I said, it was the last episode. So they go on their little break. So while they were on their break, I went back to the first season. And, I mean, I binge-watched it as much as I could. I went out and bought the sets, and I got all caught up. And from there, I was, every week, I was tuned in watching it. So, I mean, One Tree Hill has has been great. It's helped me through so many obstacles in my life. Um, You know, it just taught me that you don't have to be as ugly as the world can be. You know what I mean? Like, it just taught me how to be compassionate and caring towards one another and giving someone a second chance or helping someone when they're in need. I mean, obviously I did that before, but you know, at that age, it, it's things like that to help shape and mold you. So it's always just been kind of my safe place. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it's stuck with me. I've had, I've had so many people watch the series now and, they get hooked and they freak out and they're like this and this and this. And I'm like, I know it's amazing. And, you know, I just like to bring people into my world too. So. I love the way you speak, by the way, I'm like infatuated with, 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 <laughs> with, with your voice. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you do. Cause I'm pretty sure I hate the way I sound on like tape or film or anything. So that's, I'm glad you like it, man. <laughs> you've got, you've got at least, one fan here so the um 
but I completely get that. I hate the way that you'd think that 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 I wouldn't, considering we do this every week. But I hate the way that I sound. I hate it. Yeah. Um, I I hate Dom's impression of the way I sound more than the actual way I sound. <laughs> I, I'm able to differentiate that. Um, he tries to make me sound like how David Beckham speaks. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with David Beckham, but he, Beckham's famous out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I only know him, honestly, because he married the one Spice Girl. But other than that, I probably wouldn't know who he was. Huge Spice Girl fan went back in the day. So, you know, you keep up with stuff like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, okay. And then do you have, we always ask these questions. So keeping it spoiler free, of course. Do we need to see the right hand or do we, what do you think? It's there. Okay. Do you pledge to not spoil Dom for anything beyond season two, episode fourteen? I absolutely pledge to keep it spoiler free. Dom, do you accept? I of course accept. Excellent. Well, um, so what 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 is your favorite season, and who is your all time favorite character? Okay, super unpopular opinion, but season two is my favorite. Uh. As I'm watching it now, though, like there's episodes where I'm like, man, this is kind of boring. But I, I don't know what it is about season two, but it's always just caught my attention. I've always loved season two. Um, my all-time favorite character, that's easy. Uh, that would be Nathan. Huge Nathan fan. Just I think he, he's been one to overcome and grow the most, you know what I mean? And you just kind of continuously see that, so... Yeah, Nathan would be my favorite. It's it's brilliant to finally have someone on that loves season two or that sees it in kind of high regard. It's it's nice. It's 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 a brilliant tone change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I I listen to you guys week after week, and everyone is like season three or four or one, and I'm just like nobody likes season two. I don't know why, <laughs> but I love it for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it's the the Haley heartbreak is what hits hard. I think you know that's a, yeah. that's a tough pill to swallow. But um, I mean there there are parts I like about it. I mean there's bits in tonight's episode that you know I can't wait to talk about, like the interactions between Andy and Dan. I love all of that, yeah. um, and Dan oh. is becoming so maniacal and Doctor Evil of One Tree Hill. It's it's perfect. He really is. What um okay so top five what would be your top five favorite TV shows no particular order wait is is Vampire Diaries one I seen it on Instagram yes it is actually it sure is <laughs> so it would be uh, Friends that's a classic One Tree Hill of course uh, the Vampire Diaries the originals which is a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries and my fifth one i was having like the hardest time with it but i'm gonna go ahead and throw out like dawson's creek just because i just actually finished re- like re-watching that and there's a lot of similarities between that and one tree though that would be my top five that's a good that's a solid five i'm my, my wife watches uh really loved loved and i think she's probably going to re-watch it soon um the vampire diaries and i think she watched the originals as well and Dom, I've never seen Dawson's Creek. Have you seen it? No, 
Never watched it. But you know it's filmed in Wilmington, so I think all of the backdrop, it all looks like the same aesthetic as One Tree Hill. Yeah. It's funny because, like I said, I just rewatched it. I'm like, oh, my God, there's that place and that place and that place and that place. I'm like, it all looks so familiar now. (laughs) It's it's, it's awesome. And it's got um, it's got Joshua Jackson in. Right. And he has a special place in my heart because he was Charlie Conway in the Mighty Ducks movies, which evidently I love. Um, So I um, yeah, I'm down to get involved in that. So maybe. uh, Yeah, maybe we should we should. Maybe that could be next, Tom. That could be next. Well, Jay, what's a last one, and then we'll get into it. What's what's a movie that's a bad movie? Everyone says it's bad, but you love it. I've been sitting here trying to think about this for like the last two weeks, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I cannot. And then I just listened to the episode you just put out, and I don't remember who said it, but the Flintstones movie. I said and that, it, yeah. Listen. It just clicked. And I was like, oh, my God. I remember when I was little, when that movie came out, I had it on VHS, which I'm totally dating myself there, but whatever. I mean, I watched that thing so many times. My mom just would come and be like, seriously, again, I'm talking about like three, four times a week. I love that movie. I absolutely loved it. It's, I mean, I, Halle Berry in the Flintstones is still like, you know, up there <laughs> for me. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100 that's that's probably the main thing that caught my attention if i'm gonna be completely honest but hey (laughs) (laughs) oh hattie berry you can do no wrong you can do no wrong (laughs) (laughs) well okay so let's let's dive on in so um as our guest jay what uh which character would you like to start with um Honestly, since it's not a huge, huge bar, we can go ahead and knock uh, Nathan out of the way. Poor Nate. Oh, he goes for it. Dom, talk to us about Nathan in this episode. Nathan's having a bad day, isn't he? Bless him. His his wife has just vanished and disappeared, and he's just becoming a a right old mess. So I I can only assume that we're a few days down the line. Because at first, when he says something about um she's i thought he says she's only been gone a few weeks but he says she's going to be gone a few weeks um so i i at first i'm thinking oh my god we're we're like weeks ahead now this this feels a bit strange maybe maybe that's why he's such a mess but actually it's only been like four days or something like that three days isn't it i think lucas says you know um at one point and nathan does it start with um him kind of playing the NBA game on his PlayStation. Yeah, he's playing. And there's just there's just rubbish everywhere. There's old pizza boxes. There's beer bottles. What what I really don't understand is how someone of his age is getting access to all this beer. How he seems to be able to just get hold of it because I I've, I've I've been to the states once and I was in my mid twenties and I got ID'd all the time. He's meant to be seventeen, right? <laughs> Yeah, I get, <laughs> yo, I get, I, I got ID the other day for cold medicine. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm 33. I got a head full of grays. If you want to ID me, that's fine. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. My wife and I were at a um, American football game in Seattle um, a few years ago, and so we're, I'm, we're uh, 33. Did you say you, we're we're all to thirty three? Right, yeah, we're 
I'm sorry, my so brain. Just, Seahawks game. My brain, my brain just <laughs> melted. Did you see it melt? It literally just melted. I said it coming out of yours there, but <laughs> it did. It did. Right. Yes, we're at a Seahawks game. Yes, Dom. And um, and I didn't have. We didn't have our passports. We had our driver's license. We didn't have our passports. So we we were like thirty at this point, and at the bar trying to you know get some beers in, and they wouldn't accept our driver's licenses. Because they're because they're foreign or because they're British, they said no. We'd only accept the passport. I was like, well, we left the passport, you know, at the hotel because we don't want to lose it. Um, but this is my driver's <laughs> license. Like, look, that's me. This is real. I can drive with this. I can rent a car down the street here with this. Please, may I have a beer? Look at me. Yes, I have a cherub face. But look, I have a beard on here. And please give me some beer. They wouldn't do it, and so I ended up like sort of sweet talking to someone next to me and being like hey look i'm 30 please can you buy me some beer and they ended up buying them for me so uh it was okay and it was that was actually the bar person's suggestion they're like i can't serve you but i could serve this guy right here so why don't you give him the money and i'll give (laughs) there you go so we get around it but they're super strict about it right in in america that's that's super weird i mean i've never had that issue i've i used to work in a gas station and i would have people come in trying to buy beer tobacco products and they didn't have their license but they had their their passport but in a gas station we can't take a passport we can take your license but not a passport so that's kind of strange to me i don't know that's crazy that's crazy what what the other guy did buying you the the alcohol is is illegal over here and yeah, that's that's uh, illegal over here too. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, you said he told you to get the next guy. I'm like, oh, wait, what? Okay. Well, you might have to take this out of the recording, Simon, because they'll never let you into the states again. You've broken the law. <laughs> it's fine. We're podcast famous now. It's fine. We, Very we... picky about who they let in. <laughs> they won't. I, at the border, I'll be like, guys, Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. Check iTunes. <laughs> Come on, it's a five star. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of which, so um, Marine, uh, one of our listeners, loyal listener, has gone nuts, crazy, um, and she has got us 60, 60 reviews from her friends, family members, people that she knows, 60 in Canada to the point that it put us up into the Canadian charts into like, (laughs) I think it was like 17th or something. In the podcast charts. That is amazing. So, Jay, what are you going to do for us? (laughs) I'm going to do this podcast for you right now. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. Nah, ratings. See what I can do. I'm very, like, um, introverted. I stay to myself mostly, so, but I'll see what I can do for you. That's okay. We got your we got a rating from you. That's all we can ask. Oh, do you know what? I, what can I ask? Um, obviously you don't have to if you if you don't want to. But can can we see some of the tattoos? Because you have oh like... yeah. So there's a couple things on here that are from like next seasons. Oh. So I mean I don't. So you're a walking spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to keep it kind of hidden, but uh, let's see. I mean, like, I have, you know, that people always leave. Oh, that's dope. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else you can see. 
this... got featured heavily in this episode. Yeah. Um, I have ravens on my arm somewhere. No way. Uh, can we can we just add a One Tree Hill podcast underneath it? Yeah. <laughs> I got the, the little, the little triangle going... symbol. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back for another session. I'll tell them to add it in there. But um, let's see. Okay, so like I have your art matters. I don't know if you can see it too well. That's dope. There's and then tricks right there. Ravens is somewhere back here. I don't know. I have stuff everywhere. Yeah, it's really good. But, I really like like the red. It's such a shame people can't see this. Um, but um, I really like 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 how the the color theme like it pulling together with the red. It's really cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, ravens aren't red, but you know, I put my little my my little mix on it. But if you want, I can get pictures of my arm and send it to you if you want to like post it up or that whatever you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Would love that. I think that's really cool. I, I'm I'm considering. I haven't. Uh, I have a sleeve as well. Uh, it's not One Tree Hill related. I won't show it. But it's just like it's kind of uh, it's like mountain scenery. It actually starts with an with an elephant. Okay, it's coming out now. I feel like I can't. Uh, it's not fair if I, if you know, to not share it. Um, but it's got like, hang on, I'll cut some of this out. <laughs> it's so weird to do it in a camera. It sort of starts here, and then it twists as it twists round. It turns into like mountain scenery. Oh then, yeah. And then it comes up to elephants going around. It's all like it's got it has symbolic meanings to it, but it's got my wedding vows on my on my wrist. Uh and then the idea is it was meant to be symbolic, so there's four elephants on there, so it's meant to be like my wife and I and my parents, but and there's like little hidden things in there that are like little family things and meant to be Dom like Hannibal went over the Alps on the elephants, you know. <laughs> that's awesome that's what makes your your tattoos unique though you know what i mean like that's always i always love seeing people's tattoos when there's little meanings like that in them yeah i mean i was on um i was on a train once in in new york and a guy saw my arm and he just said to me (laughs) he said i don't need to speak to you seeing your tattoo i know everything i need to know about you and I was like, but he was saying in a complimentary way. Now I say it back. I'm like, is, maybe he was being like, and I don't like you. But no, I think, <laughs> I think, no, I think they're, they're a great way of uh, expression. I've got round, I've, my point, the reason I'm saying it is because I've got some little ones on my arm and I was considering getting like a little river court one um, because I think I'm pretty that's... sure asking for ideas i'm pretty sure that's what i had throughout there was a the river core i think that would be super cool yeah Absolutely. that was that was your idea yeah um i think yeah i i like that idea um dom you're ink free i believe i am totally ink free no tattoos on me you're gonna have to step up your game dom <laughs> <laughs> could start with the river court one <laughs> there I... <you> go. <laughs> beat simon to it i think that's right i think that me and jay look really cool and you know kind of tough if anything particularly me and um and you just look like a little wimpus um, <laughs> that's just tell uh, it just say how it is you look like a little bitch okay call me I... colonel now 
little bitch oh, boy. What I just want to say is, I know what you're trying to do, right? I know you're trying to push me into getting a tattoo. And uh, as much as I like and appreciate them, uh, I've just never really... The problem is, is that I can't decide what I would want if I was to have one. So surely if I was going to have one, I would have had one by now. I think you should Sorry. get barbed wire to surround your bicep. You know, like the, Pamela, <laughs> the Pamela Anderson tattoo. That's super. You should totally do that. Should I get I Heart Deb? <laughs> <laughs> Dom, if we, Dom, if by the end of this podcast run, right, if we've got, if we get to a quarter of a million downloads, 250,000 downloads, like across the board, will you get something tattooed on your body? Like you can oh, choose wait, what wait. it is, but there there has to be. I need a. Uh, I'm gonna have to see like numbers written down on a page rather than <laughs> com- confirming it and yeah. stuff like that here because I I can't just say yes I'm gonna do that because you'd make me do it. <laughs> I just turn it's up like with... Andy, you know Andy in in the office. <laughs> it's just we get to pick the tattoo you have if we get to this number. <laughs> Well, okay. So we can discuss it, right? We can work it, work out a number. Or, or like, would you be really against it? Like, what if we we could get it tattooed on your batty or something so that people don't see it? <laughs> Jay, batty is slang for your butt. Okay, I was trying to figure it out. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. I would be. I would be more against that. You don't want batty tattoos. I don't want batty tattoos. Thank you. What? I'm not Cheryl Cole. <laughs> does she have? Oh, she does. She has like the roses, right? Are you familiar with Cheryl Cole? I think she did like a season of X Factor, American X Factor, maybe as a judge. Mm, I'm not. No, I'm not too familiar with it. You don't need to be. But she, she, uh, she got a tattoo that like went from her back and covered her her batty. Oh wow. Stop saying bat. <laughs> That's the worst word ever. Why? I'd call you Colonel not to hear you say the word batty ever again. <laughs> Go on then. Colonel? Batty. Um, oh, no, wait. You're the opposite of that. Sorry. Sorry. I thought that was the game. You say Colonel, I say batty. I think it's a nice way. I think it's a nice way. It's a nice transition. It's a nice way. Instead of saying but or you know, arse that we've already said doesn't sound right in our in our accent. Batty. Batty sounds quite nice. Jay, can we hear you say batty to hear it in American accent? I can't say it because I'm American, so it doesn't sound as cool when I say it. Well, can we hear it? Batty? <laughs> <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Excellent. Um, yeah, so, so Dom, we'll, we'll talk about the... You can get your dolphin tattooed on you. You should totally get a dolphin tattooed on you. <laughs> I'm becoming a 18-year-old girl. Brilliant. <laughs> on my first holiday with my friends. <laughs> Little tattoo. Yeah. You should I get the tramp stamp as well? You should. Do- double dolphins that's... in heart shape? And then over the top, it should just say hope. In fact, in fact, hope should be like coming out of the blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> hope. I'm just going to get the words hope out of the blowholes. <laughs> just written on my body somewhere. I love that. Just down my arm. Hope. 
coming out the blowholes. <laughs> I feel like when I just heard that, I felt oh. like that could make it into the intro of the next season. That that's what every guest should be aspiring to to say something that's like good enough, funny enough, whatever enough that it makes it into the intro for the next season. That should be it. <laughs> There's so much pressure. Yeah, I know, right? Nothing. Like, pressure. That, man. Like, now I'm going to try to say something funny, and nothing's going to be funny because I'm trying to say something funny. Now you got me stuttering. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> if you get, if you get, you know, stuck, just say batty and it'll be okay. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go t- talk to us about Nathan. Dom, you always derail the conversation. Focus, Dominic. For goodness sake. I do, do apologize. Oh, man. Oh, Nate, what's Nate up to? Yeah, he's playing his NBA Live or 2K Live or whatever it is. What Luke shows up, right? He knocks on the door to check on him, I think, is what goes on. It's funny. Like, that's probably like one of my favorite lines is when he gets there, he's like, dude. You look like ass or something, and he's like, "Yeah, you should smell me." And it, like, that's hilarious to me. I love that. I'm <laughs> like, and I get it. Nothing worse than the first like heartache. You know what I mean? And then you just don't care about everything. You throw it out to the wind. You're like, whatever. For sure, but I mean, what you should have said, you should have knocked on the door and said, "You look like Batty." And then Nathan should have said, "You should smell me." That would have worked even better because <laughs> he smelled like a Batty, but. Do you know what they they do Nathan quite well in this episode, like as in with his hair and stuff. Like he actually does yeah. look a bit like dishevelled. Um, I still think he probably smells good. I mean, I I you know I don't believe he smells bad, but I think uh yeah they do the uh, the apartment up good. Um, where does where does he arrive next? Is it is he then at school with the beer, or do we have something in between that? Yeah. The, the next scene, he shows up to school with a beer. And he calls his teacher a slut, which is horrible. But it's <laughs> like, whoopsie. Well, he says about... Firstly, I love the fact when he, he says, don't worry, I brought enough to share with the beer. And he passes it to the other guy. And the other guy looks so bewildered as to what's <laughs> happening. It's brilliant. And then he goes on to say that... I think it's Miss Miss Han? Miss Han? Something like that. That she has... um. Was it Han? I believe it's Han. Nice. Han Solo. May the 4th. Star Wars Day. Um, <laughs> but she, he said, um, you know, oh, you know, nice skirt. You know, if if all, more teachers dress like sluts, then I'm sure attendance would skyrocket. Now, this just yeah. reminded me of a crazy, just a crazy little memory. Okay. So in English, in like the end of high school, so I was probably like 15, right? I used to sit at the front because I was super cool. Super cool. And my our, we, our English teacher was maybe like 22, 23. Like she was probably like just like new at the job. And uh, she had a habit of sitting on her desk facing the class. But she's sitting on the desk. Now remember I'm at the front and usually in the middle. So she'd pretty much be sat directly in front of me wearing a skirt and she would literally open her legs. I am <laughs> not joking. Oh I could God. tell you what she had for breakfast. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. oh, my and, God. And 
it's pretty hard to focus as a 15 year old boy on anything she was saying you know like i was incredibly lucky to get any kind of grade in english like in, in fact it was actually the best grade that i got in school maybe that had something maybe nathan's on to something but the but well, what's crazier is so I finish finish school the next oh, year. I was going to say you definitely got a firm D. That's so bad. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Stuff. Horrendous. No, that's good Such stuff. Bad. No, no, that's quality stuff. Bad that's good content. Stuff. No, 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 that's good stuff. Um, right. So a couple of years later, I uh, someone that I went to school with tells me that she got fired because she had an affair with the deputy head the deputy head in our school was like the vice principal she had an affair oh. with him and he was like in his 50s or something and she's like you know in her early 20s and they both got fired and left the school and now they're like a couple somewhere um hey i mean know. at least it wasn't a... that would have been bad at least it was a student <laughs> right 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 because you know she was giving me signals, so that could have been me. <laughs> I was about to say, that probably kept you coming back to class every day. <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely had my attention. Let's just say, are that. we saying, are we saying Nathan was onto something? This line? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I got, a, I got a B in English, and that was my best. That was my best grade. So. <laughs> Actually, it's not. I got. I did actually get one A, but I don't count it because uh, you know. I think the statute of limitations is far enough removed. But I, uh, I did sociology at GCSE, and Dom, as you know, my mom is a sociology teacher, and uh, guess what? She did my coursework, and uh, that coursework was A star, perfect. <laughs> so I only had to get like a C in the exam to round it off to like an A or something. So I don't really count. <laughs> I don't really count that one. But that B, I got on my own, you know. So. <laughs> Anywho, so, um, Don, what did you think of this scene? He's of the, the beer in school. He's obviously, he's going through some stuff. Uh, I have to say, if someone had said to him uh, at any point, you need to act like Dan, then this was that moment. This was that perfect scene. So I want you to pick up his, you know, even all his inflictions on words and the way he he presents a sentence and and just generally acts was fantastic. I thought it was just like watching Dan. He Nathan um, James Lafferty could have been, you know, playing Dan at that exact moment. It's just the way he came across and the way he handled himself. It was just pure confidence, pure pure cutting to the point. And I've made my point, and I don't care. I thought it was brilliant. I thought, what a great, great moment. He's obviously like hurt and so down, and you can kind of see that side of him. But and he's just acting out. It's just pure acting out at, at the situation. And I, I actually thought it was fantastic. A really, really good scene. And when he gives that other kid the beer as well, it's brilliant. How are you feeling about uh, Nathan's journey in this episode, Jay? I mean, I feel for him, you know, I mean, I, we've all been there, you know, when we're young and we get our first heartbreak and we think it's the end of the world. And I mean, that's without wedding rings, you know what I mean? So I think it, like Dom said, a tremendous job at showing us that, yeah, he's hurt. And it's just kind of, I mean, a way to cope with it is to kind of be rude or nasty towards others. I mean, we've all been there, you know. 
So, I mean, I like I said, I feel for him, and Haley's definitely not on my top five favorite people right now, that's for sure. But uh, I think he did a tremendous job, really. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the next part is he's walking in the in the hallway with Lucas, or at one point this is happening. Some of this week we get out of order, but he's uh, questioning Lucas about why he's living uh, with Dan, and that sort of comes uh, to more of uh, fruition a little bit later. But Deb, uh, Dan, and Lucas coincidentally all show up at Nathan's apartment to check on him. Lucas has sort of gone on his own, and then Dan and Deb turn up, and he's like, well, seeing that you guys are here, you know, you, I- I'll leave. And they're like, no, 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 you're his brother. You should be involved in this. And they knock on the door, and they kind of ambush Nathan, questioning him dan's pushing him pushing him pushing him to the point that nathan hits him and it's a good hit it's like a good sound on it sounds like a it, feel, it feels realistic in a way um jay what was your your perspective on on that whole scene absolutely like, so with luke showing up obviously he wants to check on his brother which is nice i think when dan and deb showed up when dan told luke to stay i think he should have probably left because knowing nathan he would have thought you know you're you're ambushing me like why like he says oh look the scott family's here you know what i mean so it has to make him feel some type of way his brother that he used to not have any type of relationship with now is showing up with his mom and his dad you know what i mean so and uh i think he definitely should have left and i'm surprised that deb was kind of chill with him staying there too to be quite honest because you know how deb is but and then he just kind of sat there and he was quiet and Dan, Dan's an ass. What are you going to do? But I don't know. I think definitely Lucas shouldn't have stayed. If I was Lucas, I wouldn't have stayed. I would have been like, no, you guys got this. I'm leaving. But Yeah, that, made, that makes sense. And and Dom, as a first-time viewer, um, I remember seeing your reaction on the live watch. You This shocked you, the, the hit, the punch. It, it was almost like it was building up to to happen and i thought it wouldn't be it was the same issue that happened with chris when it was all building towards nathan you know was going to smack chris but decided um that he'd take the higher ground on that one and it just it went one step too far with dan and he he got a good smack in and i think that's a lot of pent-up aggression it's a lot of you know memories coming back there and um some childhood traumas that he wanted to that have just you know forced its way into uh, him seeing red and he just decides that he's gonna gonna smack him one i thought really really good swing really good punch uh much much better than a punch lucas would throw anyway um <laughs> one one thing i have to say about this this whole section actually is when um lucas goes to walk away and dan's like no 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 stay and it, lucas rolls his eyes and he's a bit like okay i kind of see what you're doing here dan and Lucas is 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 really really figuring him out, and has has really sort of come to this come to its attention, and he really knows that Dan is the the master of playing these games. Uh, you could just kind of tell that from this little eye roll standing outside, and they go in, and you know it all kicks off, and it all happens. Lucas is the one that kind of stands in the middle, and it's Nathan like. Nathan isn't thinking clearly and and between the two of them when we get to the scene at at the end between the two of them there's so much that could be said that doesn't get said that could could clear it all up and it just totally all makes sense but I I suppose that's the wonder of you know TV and the the writing and how they blend things together and later on down the line it, it all 
will come to light, which which is kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, but sort of as we're reaching the end of you know Nathan's episode, um, a little prediction of mine is is coming to light is is actually happening, which is which is good news for me. In in yeah. that in that there's a a rift in the tide between Nathan and Lucas. Yeah, and that Dan has orchestrated this all to to basically separate them. It's like divide and conquer. Is that what I'm going to do to get Nathan back and and rile him up as much as possible? I need to get Lucas on side, or at least make it look like Lucas is on my side. So let's let's trick him into moving in and and do it that way. He, you know, Dan even kind of alludes to it early on in the episode when he's like, "It's happening, Dave." You know what we said, what we wanted to happen, and it's almost like he projects his feelings and emotions onto Deb. This is this is what we wanted to happen. No, it's what you wanted to happen. You wanted it to happen in a horrendously horrible fashion and make everyone feel like shit about it. And he's pushing that onto Deb so that it's a, it's a joint venture. Actually, it's it's not at all. It's all from Dan, but he's just so smart with it. So smart. Well, we get to it. We get towards the end, and Nathan pulls up to to Dan's house, and he just says he wants to see it for himself. He wants to see Lucas there. Um, he says, "You know, you're a fraud, and you better watch your back," which is craziness. Like, well, and you know, alluding to what you were just saying, Dom, uh, Jay, what do you, what do you think about about this scene? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he's just obviously looking for someone to blame and, and realistically and what he said is true. You know, he, uh, Haley would have never been in his life if it wasn't for Luke. So, I mean, I get him wanting to blame him, which I'm sure he has a lot of anger towards anyway with him moving in with his parents and everything else. So, I mean, I get it. It's totally justified. Kind of. Maybe not. I don't know. Luke is that he didn't do anything wrong. But, I mean, I get it. I get where he's coming from. You know, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to go through. I will say though, I think when Nathan actually moving backwards a little bit points Dan, it was it was nice to see because realistically, he did have a lot of pent up anger and a lot of emotions going on. But realistically, at the end of the day, he's still pretty much sticking up for Haley and, and trying to protect her. You know what I mean? And I really respect him for that, considering she did just up and leave him. You know what I mean? I think that shows a lot of character growth for Nathan even furthermore. Yeah. Just a, a, a quick question to both of you, because um, Haley in the, in this episode, I know we're going to get to her, but Nathan, the way Nathan feels is, is totally justified. And I've been on Nathan's side this whole time and that hasn't changed either. I'm still on his side. I think what Haley's done just up and leaving is, is pretty shocking. In the last episode, he obviously says, go, if you go, that's it. We're done. So, what what's kind of both of your thoughts on the whole? Okay, if you go, if you walk out that door and you want to choose that road, we're done. And then her just absolutely not contacting at all with anyone. It would appear it just it seems that she's kind of cut off that life. And eventually, Lucas gets in touch, but it just seems that that she's just gone, and that, that that's it. What, do you have any thoughts on just on her just absolute disappearance? Like she doesn't even seem to say that there's there's no message in that three to four day time span saying, "Look, I hope you're okay." You know, not nothing, absolute nothing. Is that is that not a surprise? 
I mean, honestly, I never really put too much thought into that that aspect of it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I think if I was Haley and I were to do something, I probably wouldn't make the first move as in contacting someone. I think I would feel really guilty and bad about it and be kind of almost scared to contact that person or anyone for that matter because she didn't say bye to anybody, you know what I mean? So that's that's my take on it. That's a very good point. Very good point. I I, I kind of um, said this in the last episode, but um, fuck you, Haley. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like she's it's so selfish, so selfish. Like he gave the ultimatum out of pain and emotion. You know, he came to his senses. He like he walked it off, and then you know realized that you know he loves her and he doesn't want to let her go and you know they need to compromise and work at these things and relationships and marriages are difficult at any age let alone like as as a teenager i would imagine you know i not that i you know was in not that i was married as a teenager but i mean marriage is hard and you do have to compromise and negotiate and you kind of learn to be um you kind of learn to be like one while remaining being yourself as well by being your own separate entities, but also being one entity. And to do that, you've got to blend and, uh, you know, yeah, like sort of appreciate the other person and, and how they're going to feel and how they're going to react to your decisions and to uh, the things that you do and that your choices have reactions and consequences and I think she showed herself to be immature. And that's also fine because she is immature because she's a teenager and we get that and that's fine. But she made the choice that she wanted to be married and I think she's got to stick with that choice. So in, in answer to your question, Dom, sorry, I was going all around the houses, but I think uh, I think it's really bad. But I think that she can learn from it. And that, you know, it can be mended like I, I, you know, just because you make a mistake when you're a teenager or at any age doesn't mean that you can't make an amends for it. I mean, in fact, that, you know, comes true for Mouth, you know, in this episode. I know we'll talk about Mouth separately, but, you know, he made a mistake and he makes an amends in this episode. And, you know, we don't need to hold it against him, but it's difficult to watch. What do you think, Dom? Like, how do you feel about it? I mean, it's pretty dreadful, isn't it? You know, he's turned around and said, "If you if you walk out that door with another man, essentially, is, is what he's thinking, then we're done. It's over." Because to him, it's not about the music; it's about this guy. You're running away with with Chris. This that's how just how he feels, and it's all Chris's kind of manipulation and the way he's made things work that has made this work between him and Haley, So I can understand Nathan not being in touch. And I totally understand Jay's point of actually, if if she's going to go and do that, she's going to be a bit, you know, embarrassed. Is it going to feel like tail between the legs? If she does say anything, you know, what's the, what's the etiquette here? What's the standard? How long can we leave it? You know, what, what's the, you know, what's normal? Um, but the fact that she's not messaged anyone, so Peyton's not heard, Lucas hasn't heard, Brooke's not heard, not that they're particularly, you know, that close. But you're just surprised that all her friends, particularly her best friend growing up, has heard nothing from her. And it's just almost like, okay, well, if Nathan's cut me out, I'll cut everyone out and I'm going to go. 
just it made just that side of it didn't make too much sense to me. It's cold. Oh, yeah, I know. All right, so I know everyone hates Haley right now, obviously, because I'm. <laughs> so I mean, right? But so, like, I remember when I was younger and I was watching this. That was my initial thought: was like, "Fuck you, Haley!" Like, really? Did you really do that? It's horrible. But now that I'm older and I rewatch it, it's like. If they would have sat down and had a real simple conversation, none of this would have happened. You know what I mean? Like you said, Nathan think Nathan is thinking that she's running away to be with Chris when in real in in reality she's she's trying to follow a dream. Which you could have done with high flyers, but you chose not to because you wanted to be with Haley, which is great. You know what I mean? But she would have been okay if you would have left. She was the one who told you to go. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. The way she left was horrible, but at the end of the day, you can't fault her for following her own dream. She just went around, went went about it the wrong way. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. So, that's ex- that's exactly it. She can she can do these things, but there's a way of doing it, and I think that rang true when Nathan said well why why didn't you invite me to come with you? You know, and he can he can then say no. Like that that often gets me so many so much like there especially with like this is gonna sound really silly but like when people when um if I'm like gonna pay for something for someone I like them to at least offer so I can say no I know that sounds stupid but if like I'd be like oh yeah I get this bill for whatever. I prefer it when like people protect, like want they say oh no 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 and I say no 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 it's okay. Just so that I know that does that make sense? I'm not explaining that properly, but Dom, no, do totally... you, you get it? I just, I just like, I like it when people at least offer, so I can say no, 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 that's okay. And it's like Nathan can't go because his grades suck, and he needs to stay in school, and he probably has to have a grade point average of something to play basketball, right? But just to for just for the offer to be there, so then he can say no. It's like a pride thing, I think, and. um yeah, she didn't even give him that. It's like she did. She's like she didn't want him to go at all. That's what I think was implied. But but also, if if she then did ask after he had said you haven't asked me, it's just a second thought, then, isn't it? Mm. It's just total backtracking. So, yeah, she she had no intention of him going. But totally, go for your dream. Go for your dream. Try and achieve your goals as best as you possibly can. Do as much of that as as you can within you know your mental physical whatever limitations you have try and break those limitations if you can that's that's so important and you know if it's something that you desperately and truly want go for it but there, there's a certain point in in this storyline that just general involvement general conversation would have fixed it all um it's like like i've said a thousand times to simon before it's like any good shakespeare play um if, if you don't tell the truth and you don't speak from the heart things go wrong and that's how tragedies happen, you know. That's why Romeo and Juliet both die at the end. <laughs> Spoilers, Dom. Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on, it's like 300 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what I think also? it It's telling of your, of your character. Like as in... It's like saying, okay, I could I could be a multi-multi-millionaire, but how many people do I have to like f over in the process to get there you know like as in if how many people am i willing to throw in front of a bus to get to that dream you know or or can i or can i get to that dream 
uh, without having to do that? Or can I bring those people with me and we all share in that dream? Like I, I come not saying that my dream is to be a millionaire. I'm just saying, I'm just using it as an example. I'm just saying that where is the line drawn of where what you're doing is detrimental to other people and how many people are you willing to be detrimental to to get the thing that you want, you know, over yeah. over how they're feeling? Yeah, de- totally. I mean, it's, 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 that's a really important point of view as well because it's like how many how many people are you going to crap on to get what you want and and in what way are you going to do it and it's just kind of okay i need to cut out that part of my life so that i can really focus on this is is essentially what Haley's doing and it's made it's it's had a massive knock-on effect it's made everyone feel like shit it's now made nathan turn around and say to lucas watch your back i'm coming for you that's it We, we can't be friends anymore because you know it's all your fault if you hadn't joined the team I wouldn't have met Haley. none of this would happen, blah, 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 blah. But actually, we all know that root cause of it is Keith. Keith is the problem. Keith <laughs> Keith is the one that took Whitey to the River Court to watch him play. It's the only reason that he got an invite to join Varsity. So actually, Keith is the issue here, right? I think mm-hmm. we got to get rid of Keith, man. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put thought... a bullet in Keith now. I've had enough of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i just I heard you I... say dom i heard you just say you want you want keith i dead. have to throw these curveballs out every now and then and you know <laughs> it's important that we recognize that actually for once lucas isn't to blame <laughs> send in send in jimmy and mouth to to handle keith and call it a day get them done <laughs> well, um okay so should we should we knock off Haley while we're at it because she's only in one scene yeah you might as well but you're forgetting that Nathan went and seen Peyton as well. And he had <sighs> Karen on the river court. Oh, my God. The Karen on the river court. Both of those scenes are so oh, important. They really, really are. The The scene with Peyton, you know, he's just... I don't really... On, on, like, it's important, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know why he went and seen Peyton other than to just ask her if she's he's she's heard from Haley. I mean, I don't really get the point other than... I think, let's see, for me, I think it was really important that he went to see uh, Peyton for that because, you know, for the exact reason you just said, you've been in contact with Haley, yes or no. But also, she's dealt with great loss in her life. And that's kind of how he's feeling. So it's someone that's potentially he could go to that's fairly reflective and he can say, how the hell do you handle these things? You know, emotionally, he's not ever been that mature. He's not ever been that way he's just been the captain of the basketball team bit of a dickhead kid at school that used to make people feel like shit for fun who's now got real emotions and is really in love and is you know finding it difficult to cope now that that entity is gone and and Peyton is someone that he can draw on for kind of emotional support because she's been through so much that's how I read that bit and then it became a your art matters so the the picture of the traffic lights and everybody leaves and and all of that, but you know, a nice touch at the end when, with the sort of parcel under the door, the picture but, under the I'm back, yeah. came in, which I thought was divorce papers <laughs> when we first watched it. I was like, oh my god, it's just that divorce papers. Uh, that that ha- classic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that classic Manila envelope. <laughs> well, um. I also think it was interesting because Nathan, I think. 
Peyton to Nathan represents like his life before Haley in a way, like where he started in the pilot. I know that they've bonded like a friendship and, and that's great, but seeing Nathan in Peyton's room, just the two of them is kind of nostalgic of like the pilot of like the first couple episodes and to think how far sort of both of them have come. I actually have a lot to say positive about Peyton in this episode. Um, that that we will get to, but let's move on to the to the river court scene with um with Karen. Um, what did you what did you think of this, Jay? I that's probably my favorite scene to be quite honest out of the whole episode. Um, I know you guys always got to hate on Karen, and I have to get on to you about it all the time. <laughs> it's horrible, horrible. But you know, I just I, she went there looking for Lucas and. She found Nathan, and it was just kind of nice how that worked out. You know, Karen's that one person that's always kind of like a sounding voice for for these kids. You know what I mean? Like with uh, Peyton at the formal. Now you got Nate. It's just like she's always there to kind of give them a little bit of knowledge or some, you know, some kind of something to look forward to. You know, just a little piece of something to make her make them feel better and i think in doing so she was like i said looking for lucas so i think maybe it might have helped her a little bit too i don't know i know it's coming out a bit sketchy i'm a little nervous sorry about it guys but i thought it was good i thought that was really good that that's completely right i think she's very much like um and that was a nice dynamic because we don't often see see them yeah. together and they were both being vulnerable particularly nathan and i think quite often you need that motherly figure and he can't get that from deb right now and so um and and in the same in the same way karen doesn't have that she's not fulfilling that role for lucas right now so they both have that void and they were able to fill it for each other and they both had a kind of common understanding of being connected to dan in some way and i thought it was a really good scene i think james lafferty as a performer uh did really well like he really is it sounds like patronizing which is not meant to sound like that at all but he's sort of really growing into it like you can see he's really developing and pushing out um like as an actor because obviously he was like new to acting when he came into this uh, i think it's really good i think he's he's very talented like quite naturally dom the scene with him and karen on the the river court, what the thing that surprised me probably the most about this scene is when he calls her miss Rowe. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that at all. They're not on a first name basis, and and it just highlights how very little on screen time they have together, and how sort of far removed they are from each other because it's still very formal, um, <laughs> in a kind of weird sick kind of way. I thought maybe this was um, Andy's plan is actually what you need to do, Karen, is go to the River Court and convince Nathan to kind of be on your side and take him under your wing, and almost move Nathan into your house like like total brother swap um i don't know how that that would work out though because she's not a blood relative of his at all there's there's no connection there other than having a son with the same surname so i thought that that may be a potential that you know andy had suggested that and and that's what she was get like playing at she knew that lucas probably wouldn't be at the river court but you know it is what it is um uh and 
yeah it's just such a such a kind of tender moment and it is nice to have you know we we <laughs> the hate on karen i have to say is is all in jest we know her hands are lovely really um <laughs> but she she really is that kind of uh, i'm going to put my arm around you and and kind of make all this go away and make you feel better so it, it was a really 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 good moment and it's uh, hopefully there's more nathan and karen to come I'd li- i think i'd like to see that a little bit more we'll find out my friend we'll find out well <laughs> let, let's talk about Haley. so Haley uh gets through to lucas at one in the morning and she is sort of walking around which looks like sort of a, a staging area or backstage she's just done her set and she's sort of saying oh it's all been crazy i have so much to tell you and blah 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 um and i just kind of think save it Haley. i don't give a shit about what's going <laughs> on unless you're calling with some apologies i do not want to hear it um but lucas basically says like you know nathan nathan struggling um you know you didn't you didn't tell anyone this that and the other and she basically just sort of fobs him off and sort of hangs up and and goes it doesn't really play well into us as an audience uh you know liking Haley at this point um I mean Jay is that is that your perspective now yeah like I said I mean I'm not she's not on my top five right now for sure I don't like the fact that she called Lucas to ask how Nathan was doing. Like, if you really care that much, then you need to get a hold of Nathan and ask him yourself. That I, I will say. Um, and you're right, you know. But, like, I, I mean, she's caught up in her world right now, which is 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 what it is, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, really, there's not much to say. Yeah, you left. I mean, other than an apology, but I guess we're not going to be getting that. So, you know. But my main beef with that was just, like, if, if you want to know how your husband's doing, you need to call your husband and have a conversation yeah that's it that's that's a great point that's a great point and like we keep saying you know people make mistakes you know i'd hate to see on replay some of the things that i did at that at that age and be held accountable for it you know like now um not just you know so it's like it's just you know it's still not nice to watch so um should we move over should we move over to to uh to lucas as we kind of touched on some of his stuff yeah so where does where does Luke start? Oh, does he starts obnoxiously putting his handprints all over that mirror? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in the bathroom. Is he in a towel on a shirt? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's say- a guy, so I don't know how this works, but mostly most of the time you see a guy with a towel, there's no shirt on, so it was just kinda weird to me. It was like would you get out of the shower and put a shirt on but you're naked from <laughs> The waist down it was odd to me he likes to you know he will he will quite vigorously you know uh dry his top area but he likes his bottom area just to you know air dry a little bit you know <laughs> let the let the towel grab some of that moisture but just allow a little bit of time let that batty feel the towel as he walks around <laughs> the house you know <laughs> comments oh, dom um i think we'll leave that there <laughs> Well, okay, so he goes down and uh, uh, Dan's like made breakfast. He's like, Lucas, why don't you grab a plate? And Lucas like, I'll catch, I'll get something on the way to school. Oh, we're civilized here, you know, eat breakfast. And this is the point where Deb comes in and becomes apparent that 
Dan hasn't told Deb that Lucas is going to be staying with them. And then uh, he sort of goes off to school. This is the point where we'll just touch on it because it's relevant right now, where Dan says, well, good news, Deb. Haley left. It's all happening like, like you know, like we hoped it would. Um, you know, marriage is falling apart. Hopefully we'll get Nathan back. And then it seems to me like he's thinking that he could get both of his sons under the same roof, which kind of would go against what you're saying, Dom, of, of him trying to split them. Well, yeah, I, I think the ultimate goal is to get them back together and under the same roof. He he wants total control of, of both his sons. We've kind of said that all along or for, for a while, but he needs to divide them first. There needs to be that split. It needs to be uncomfortable. He needs to make Nathan jealous of Lucas. The only way of getting Nathan back is to is to make him feel the way he feels now, is he needs to be totally isolated and realise that he needs Dan, he needs Deb, he needs the money, he needs support. Uh, and that's the only way to get him back. He won't be able to afford the apartment anymore. He won't be, you know, he won't be able to just afford to live generally. So he's going to have no choice but to move back. And whether Dan will play games with him and say, well, you emancipate yourself, that's your problem, get on with it or not, I, I don't know. But the ultimate goal is is divide, conquer and then restore. So, you, you know, make you feel like shit for as long as possible. Um, without you, you, you know, falling into complete disrepair, and then get you back in and sort you out, and then both of you will play happy families. You know, that's probably his vision. What, what do you think, Jay? I think Dom has a point. Um, when he was talking about splitting them up earlier, I didn't agree with it, but when he broke it down like that, I, I think he's probably right. He's trying to put the pressure on Nathan so he realizes or thinks that he needs to come home and. Ultimately, that would put them all together. I do have to say, I think it's weird that he moved Lucas in without telling Deb, considering it's her house. That was odd to me, but Dan's odd character still. <laughs> also, where has Deb been for the last three days? I literally, I, I didn't make that many notes in the episode, but one note I did make is, where's she been for three days? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. It's not like she went off to do one of her little business trips or whatever, because she doesn't do that anymore, right? Oh, we didn't see Keith this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just blaming Keith for everything this episode. He has got to go. No. <laughs> you said that. I just imagine Keith is like packing up the truck for a little nice weekend with Deb and he's just got that shag rug still. And Get the like rug. <laughs> rolling the rug. it up. Yeah, throw it in the back of the pickup truck and we're off. Deb, don't worry. I picked up the rug. It's all good. <laughs> Just find me a fireplace and I'll roll that bad boy down. Let's get <laughs> let's get our baddies out and have a good time. <laughs> Boozy and batty. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a new one. That's a new one. Boozy and batty. Batty and boozy. I think it sounds better with batty and boozy. Uh sure. Let's, not, <laughs> let's make sure we don't bring that up with uh when Barbara comes on. Jay, are you going to join us? Uh, so episode 20 of season two of this season, Barbara is going to join us for a watch along. Yeah. So you, get, for... so you can meet her. Yeah, I'm for sure going to do that. I've been trying to jump on the watch alongs with you guys, but my brain is like over in left field somewhere all the time. 
And it's like, I remember halfway through and I'm like, oh, they're probably done by now. So you can like start sending me a message or something like you have to do like my personal like calendar and let me know that like, <laughs> this is about to go down. Get on because my brain is just horrible. But yeah, I would definitely be on for that for sure. We can do that. I'll I'll message you. I'll bug you about it. That's why. Well, that's what I'm best at actually. So <laughs> did did we say it'd be like the ninth of June? I think yeah. it's the ninth of June would be the night that we do it. So, okay. but to be confirmed, I'm sure. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, okay, so. Lucas, he has some interactions at school. We spoke about the bit where Nathan's in the classroom with the beer. He's involved in that a little bit. He speaks... A bit flirty with Brooke, isn't he, at one point? Yeah, says that Brooke Brooke likes to go down or get down or get dirty, something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Erica. Erica. She's the one that says that Brooke want, likes to go go down. That's right. Um, on things. Um, <laughs> how to make this less awkward? Um, <laughs> Dicks. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Lucas is the one that's that's been a bit flirty, saying that she's a bit that she can get dirty and stuff like that. And and we we've now we now know that Felix is away. Felix is on some sort of weird cruise in the middle of the school term. So, you know, I'm thinking Lucas and and. Miss President are going to have their own little time together. Can we just say a shout out to Bevin for thinking that Brooke is running for President of America? <laughs> Best line in the episode. I've written that down. It was my favourite line. <laughs> so, Be- Bevin, uh, the the actress, who I th- I think her name actually is Bevin. Is it? Yeah. My mate? No, it it's, it's yeah. Bevin. I don't remember her last name, but it is Bevan. Well, so, you know, this isn't a spoiler, Dom, but she is in it more and more and more. Like, she becomes a bit more and more and more and more. Um, And she now is a SoulCycle instructor. So, you know, SoulCycle, like Peloton, but I think in person, uh, in New York, I think. And she does a podcast herself. Um, so I am definitely going to try and reach out to her at some point to get her on. <laughs> and I was very close to reaching out to Sean Shepard, who plays Principal Turner, to try and bring him on. But he's actually like he's a big deal. He's a producer for um, like Eleven Alive, I think it's called. It's like a big like news thing. But I'm going to try and get him on at some point as well because I think he would be really he'd be a cool one. Nice. Okay, so yeah, there's a bit. Lucas is a bit flirty with Brooke. Where where else does he go? He speaks to Haley. He oh he goes to the cafe, and it's where Andy is sat up at the counter, and he's like marking papers. And then when Karen comes out, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to mark these somewhere else." And Karen and Lucas have kind of this standoff of you know of why he's why he's there and sort of questioning, and she ends up charging him two bucks for the soda. Um, Jay, what did you what do you think of of this interaction? I mean, you understand Karen's uh, upset confusion. Yeah, I I like the fact that she charged him for the soda. You know, it's 
her way of saying, hey, if you want to go live with daddy, then go live with daddy, but you're free run here is it's done you know what i mean so i mean i always thought that luke could probably tell karen but then again i don't know it's i hate to see them arguing and apart like that because i really love their relationship to be quite honest you know it's not um i've never had anything like that with my parents so i've always been kind of envious of their relationship so it kind of sucks to see that but I do like the fact that she's being hard with him. Like Dom says, you know, she always backs down, but she's not backing down this time, you know. You're going to pay for that soda, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Running a business here, Lucas. (laughs) So, I mean, it was a a pretty good scene just to show where they're at. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Dom, Luke, uh, he... We've we've spoken about the other parts. Do we see him anywhere else? I think that's it. He just has his um, couple of interactions with Dan, doesn't he, between them, when Dan mentions the the book and says, you know, it's nice to have someone... Basically, it's nice to have someone who can read in the house. (laughs) (laughs) I know that too. It's like, someone's stupid as a post, but at least I got you, you know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i do have to say so at the end when he's talking to dan and they're like sitting at the counter like what kind of chair was lucas sitting on because his legs were well above the countertop and it was driving oh, me crazy. oh so glad you mentioned that it's outrageous it's it's like they're on stilts like what are they thinking there's no like it's gonna do your back in you know like <laughs> lucas is a young guy i'm not saying that you know dan dan is still you know re, you know young but still I mean that's gonna that's gonna do some damage. Yeah, I was like that has to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was thinking, Dan's a big dude too, but like he wasn't all up high like that, so it's like I don't understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> Lucas, you're new. Sit in the high chair. I missed out your baby <laughs> years. I want to feel it. I want to see you in the high chair. Chew, chew, chew. Eat this. Call me Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so let's say we're ticking off Lucas there. So um, should we move over to... Let's, let's, let's do Karen uh, and Andy because that kind of ties in. Dom, talk to us about Karen and Andy. Well, the the scene where Lucas goes to the cafe to see Karen, he approaches Andy first and says, Oh, hey, Andy, you okay? Have you, have you seen my mum? And it's that really annoyed me. That really, really annoyed. I don't know if we're going to do worst line of the episode as a as a as a new feature, but that is definitely one of them. I, I couldn't stand that at all because she then walks around the corner. It's like lift your head up a little bit, mate. Open up those those squinty eyes, and you can see her. She's there. But uh, Andy's line of "Okay, I'm going to take these papers. I'm going to mark them over there." was was pretty good. I like that. It was that was a good swift move. Right, Karen and Andy's story in this is is really one of. Um, it's like true love now it's getting to that point they're starting to trust each other a little bit more well she's definitely starting to trust him a lot more and he declares that he loves her but to dan um and you know says to dan i i love her and i'll kind of do anything for her and this is where you need to you need to back off you need to let lucas go and um dan is like okay little man sort of <laughs> i take the threat but if that's you know if that's the way you want to you want to play it let's 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 play ball <laughs> and um he he basically says well i have a habit of 
get in my way i know how to how to get things done and uh dan's like yeah whatever get out of my get out of my showroom and then we see him phoning bob whoever bob may be i'm hoping bob's a hitman but <laughs> i don't think i don't think one tree hill's gonna go that far <laughs> oh my friend you wait till you see the direction one tree hill goes in at some point <laughs> i was about to say you have no idea what that was going like <laughs> at all it's like one tree hill becomes the matrix <laughs> halfway through i'm telling you there is some things that will happen in storylines like particularly like later in in the in the run that you'll be like what is happening like in a glorious way in a glorious way but seasons you know these first few seasons they're grounded um but yeah you'll see but yeah, I also just have to say I like the line where, uh, yeah, like you said, that Andy says, you know, I, I tend to get what I want. And I, but I like the line he says afterwards. It's like, it's the funniest thing. It just ends up happening that way. It was just kind of like, it's quite menacing, um, but in like a cocky way. It's kind of different to how Dan goes about it. Like, it's kind of like a really great uh, face off. I mean, how, how do you feel about it, Jay? Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting that, like a, a face-off. You have Dan on, on, you know, on one corner and Andy in the other, and it's like good versus evil almost, you know what I mean? And it's just so funny to see Andy stand up to Dan because Andy's a small dude, you know what <laughs> I mean? Dan is like towering over him like this big cock diesel dude, you know what I mean? Like I, I the the line where Dan said you got some balls, kid, is, is right, fucking right. I wouldn't stand up to Dan like that, like – you know, uh, worst line though, I swear I hate it every time I watch it, is when he goes in there and he's just like, let Lucas go. It's like so robotic almost. And I'm just like, oh my God, can we cut this line out, please? It drives me insane. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's horrible. But yeah, I mean, I like I said, it's like a good versus evil type thing. I really love Andy. I, I always have. I think he's a great character. But. It was definitely good. It was nice to hear him finally admit how he felt about Karen, which I think we all kind of knew. You know, we're just kind of waiting on Karen to do whatever the hell she's going to do. But she's so wrapped up in Lucas, which she should be, I guess. It's her son. She's worried. But, yeah, no, it's definitely a great scene. And I, I think they did that perfectly, minus the let Lucas go thing. That was horrible. It sounds to me like if we can get enough people behind this, that that would make great for dom's tattoo just let lucas go <laughs> that's the winner right there the winner. oh no <laughs> do you know what creeped me out the most about this episode the the most the creepiest scene of all was uh karen and andy in bed and they're 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 cuddling up to each other he's shirtless she's probably shirtless um and he says you're thinking about lucas <laughs> she's like <laughs> Is there anything else to be thinking about? You know, it's just like, this is so fucking weird. Why is this happening? <laughs> thinking about Lucas? Want to smoke? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> Look I, at my hands. <laughs> I felt bad for Andy, kind of, when he's like, are you thinking about Lucas? And she's like, is there anything else? Like, yeah, bitch, me. Like, what do you mean? Like, whatever, why are you thinking about Lucas? Like, thinking about Lucas. I just rocked your world. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, was that last seven minutes not good enough for you? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Right. I have to go play and work out my game over here, man. 
<laughs> oh, Andy. He slipped in mate as well. And when he said he said mate to, da- to Dan, oh. I thought, ah, oh, Dom's in the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing up to Dan. This is the height difference is probably oh. me to you as well, isn't it? Like Karen then goes on to have her scene with Nathan. I, I don't think she I really think... comes across anyone else. I think that's it. Yeah. So I think I think Candy's done. Dan, Deb, and Jules, they all kind of connect. Well, Jules has a, like one scene, doesn't she, with like the yeah. wedding dress. Well, we can sort of knock her out. But I mean, so when she comes and Dan starts talking about metaphors to do with chess mm-hmm. and saying about how he has one of my favorite lines in that bit. He's like, Keith's no catch. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of that. I mean, how how do you feel about Jules, Jay, and and this whole situation? Oh God, the whole Jules storyline, I, I I could have done without. I think the same thing every time I watch it, but I guess it's good drama, you know, pushes the storyline a little bit. Um, I don't know. I nothing against the actress. I don't think her acting is, is good. It just seems a little. I don't. I don't even know the word for it. Um, but her interactions with Dan, you know, I mean, Dan's Dan. And I love his, his chess metaphors. And I thought it was kind of like the where he was like, you know, you pretty much get to choose how you want to lose. Like, that's kind of crazy if you sit back and think about it. I mean, realistically, he does have her. Like, there's nothing that she can do or say other than just, like, disappear or whatever. I mean, whatever she decides she wants to do. But at this point, she's in love with Keith. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to leave him she she wants to be with him but dan's just evil and vindictive and and just the best ways it's i would hate to be her that's for sure yeah i think they're fair comments about her acting as well i'd never really considered it but i a few quite a few people have commented it um like listeners saying that her acting is pretty poor and i think she looks it reminds me of soap opera acting and yeah. this is this isn't a soap opera you know this yeah. is like le- levels above that um so yeah i mean dom have you ever would have you ever had any thoughts about her acting i, I hadn't really considered it to be honest because I, I i try and pick up as much as possible on the the context of kind of what she's saying and where she's coming from but yeah now you mention it there's there's moments like when she's behind the bar and stuff when she first gets the phone call and it's like, Oh, can you chat me the phone? Yeah. It does feel a little bit soapy. I get I get that. I totally get what you guys are saying. Um I've just never picked up on it. I think it's probably because I'm concentrating on what everyone else is doing. I think she she doesn't really hold she doesn't hold the room as well as all the other characters do. Um that might be just from being new or trying to bury herself in it. I was like, I'm not sure. But yeah, I tend to pay Jules very little attention other than you know what's going on with the other characters around her she's pretty famous in real life like she's got like a million followers i think she does present tv presenting or is a model or something i'm not 100 never seen her on anything other than this i have no idea not that famous shit <laughs> <laughs> She's she's not under that five thousand follower bracket where I feel fairly confident that we can get her on the podcast, you know. <laughs> so, um, okay, so Deb, we don't we've kind of spoken about Deb most of her parts. I will just add on that 
uh, two things. One, when she's cleaning up Nathan's apartment, she puts an entire pizza box into a black bin bag. And I just feel like recycle deb i get it it's 2004 2005 but come on recycle and don't put the whole bot kind of do something to it that's just oh, not yeah i thought that too i was like how she just put that whole box in there and not even rip through the bag that's not possible like that's not <laughs> fold that pizza up shove it in there right jesus <laughs> i like however the fact that when she was cleaning up that she picked up the picture of Nathan and Haley and put it on like their wedding photo because she's always been such a douchebag about them getting married. So it was nice to see that sympathy coming from her. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That was nice. And, and the the other moment with Deb is when uh, Nathan turns up at the car with his car at uh, Dan's house and, Deb asks Lucas what did Nathan want and Lucas says he wanted Haley, which I think was was nice. Like it's like Lucas understood that this pent up aggression and whatever, though it's directed at him, is actually because of because of Haley. So I think that was good. Uh and then Dan Well, I actually think just to go back to that very quickly, I think he's trying to still cover Dan's secret and his secret. Because he knows that if he says anything to Deb, Deb will tell Karen. Deb's not going to muck about anymore. She's going to go. You've got is it HCM? You've got HCM. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell Karen. Um, there's no two ways about it. And um, also, Dan is back to playing super manipulative games. So uh, I'm going to go and tell him off or tell him the divorce is back on. So he's. I think it's more about him keeping true to the to the lie self-preservation yeah okay <laughs> we'll find out my friend <laughs> is is there any other parts of dan that we've missed out here i think that's it on dan yeah i'm pretty sure it wraps him up so that leads us to uh, we've got two two sections left we've got peyton and jake and we've got um brooke and erica and mouth it tied in there. So Jay, which where which direction do you want to go first? Uh we can knock Brooke out of the way. So <laughs> so Brooke's running for president of the United States. Um <laughs> and she's going up against Erica and we have you know a continuation of uh the sort of the bad publicity and press. Erica's got people wearing stickers on that saying, uh, I slept with Brooke Davis, but I'm still, I'm still voting for Erica, which, uh, was, which was funny. Um, I mean, how did you feel about Erica J as, as a character? Um, well, I mean, she starts off, I think you're not supposed to really care for her too much, obviously, because the way she's treating Brooke and what she's doing. But, you know, I think it's just to cover up, you know, as she states later in the episode, you know, she's scared of what's outside of that room. And so she's going to do everything in her power to make sure she stays within that room. So, I'm, I mean, I understand it. Um, I don't really have, you know, too much to say about her. Like I said, I think she's just scared and hiding and trying to stay where she's comfortable. Um I don't really have too much to say about Erica. Other than the fact when I, at my old job, there's this new girl started and I swear to God, she looked exactly 
like Erica Marsh. And she kind of sounded like her too. And it's funny. I was like, have you ever seen the show One Tree Hill by chance? And she was like, I love that show. I was like, you didn't realize that you look exactly like Erica Marsh. And she was like, I can't fucking stand her. And I'm like, well, I hate to break it to you, sweetheart, but you look just like her. <laughs> don't, look, don't look in the mirror because you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I don't really have too many opinions on her. I mean, I don't think she does too much of anything, really. Dom, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was well, just thinking that the whole Erica and Brooke side of the story was was the relief, wasn't it? It was all there's all this tension and drama from the, the family and the Haley side. And even Peyton's having a fairly difficult episode, even though it's it's quite nice and redeeming at the end. But um this was kind of like the light comic relief and, and kind of let's just put a touch of lightheartedness into it although it was fairly bitchy between them it was back to being high school and actually they're they're high school students and um they're they're there to kind of abuse each other and upset each other as in any way possible and you know whitey's thrown into the mix every now and then which was really good and um uh, Erica's incredibly irritating but but did it really well and and like I said I think last week it was like watching Clueless there's there's moments in there and you're like it's just like watching Clueless it's it's that kind of vibe around them and she she goes on to say you know I've I've always been identified as the rich kid and I don't I don't want to be the rich I don't just want to be seen as the rich girl anymore you know now I've lost that I thought I'd lose my identity but actually there's so much more to me and there could be so much more to you and that's it although it's had this silly combative theme it turns into a really nice kind of sentiment at the end which is really good like between the two of them which i really liked yeah i agree it, and it does it feel it does feel very clueless particularly there's like moments where brooke is walking with peyton and they're sort of doing the debrief it does it does feel very much like that and and the interaction between bevin as well it's very clueless like <laughs> but in a good way like you know i i like it uh, if we get to the to sort of the the main meat of that part, I guess is the peer assembly where someone's going to speak on their behalf. Erica didn't give Brooke the schedule, so she's unprepared, and then she brings out Erica, the backstabbing sock pup- so- puppet. Yeah, um, what did you think about about this, Jay? That's uh, Brooke for you. You know, she's improvising any way she can. Um, I don't know what i would have done in her shoes so i give her credit for that but you know that's just paving the way for mouth to step up and kind of help them you know get past their differences and smooth that out um yeah i don't i think that more comes down to mouth really than brooke what jay have you noticed that when mouth talks that his head bobbles every time did you notice yeah. did you did you know did you notice this before like or we pointed it out and now you know like how yeah i never experience? noticed it. i never noticed it until you guys pointed it out and i just kind of had a giggle to myself i was like that's so totally true which you think i would have noticed that since i've seen it forty two thousand times what <laughs> no it, it was it was particularly uncontrollable during this speech. It was like he was like trying to get the crowd, <laughs> he's trying yeah. to get the crowd going along with him. Like, come on, <laughs> it's 
get this moving. All right, Dom, you said uh, during the watch along that you uh, you could see this coming from mouth that this was going to be what ended up happening. Yeah, as soon as they started having the the talks, at, you know, and it was Erica's got her teacher there or the the principal. Um, as soon as there's that moment from Whitey and he says you need someone to to talk for you, it was I think it was fairly obvious that it would be mouth but in a in a good way and in true one tree hill style it's gone from okay we can't be friends anymore to the next episode okay yeah let's let's give it a go again you know um they're quicker apologizing but i know there's been a few days in between you know to supposedly a few days in between um the episodes or how the 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 canon is running but um it's good that they're kind of setting the foundations again of, of their friendship and and that's the basis of, of mouth's little speech isn't it is actually you know she does things with heart and uh with passion and it's not about being rich and she's had this difficult year or these certainly like difficult difficult time recently and uh actually she's still been a friend throughout all of that um and you, you know that's that's how i see her and i'm not voting for her just because she's my friend i'm voting her because she has all these other great qualities as well i thought it was, it was actually a really really good little speech yeah i really liked it um okay so and then there's that great moment where brooke goes outside where she finds out when they're counting the votes and she finds out on her own that she has won and then she goes back in and gets this like amazing reaction and she uh Sophia Bush plays it all really well. She plays like that sort of shied excitement, happiness. Um is really natural. Like she's she's great in this role. She you know, we always say that they the the, the girls in Montreal Hill can cry like no other actress like actors can cry in, in anything. Sophia Bush can wink like no one I've ever seen wink before. It's it's unbelievable. What like just just straight away, just chucks it out there like it's like it's so easy. That was a great impression you just did. I thought I was looking at <laughs> Sophia Bush for a second there when you did it. I mean, if only, if only I had those Disney princess looks. <laughs> well, okay, well, you do, you do have Disney princess looks. Always. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> sorry, let's just make that clear before we move on to anything else. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to last but not least, Peyton, Jake, and then your man White is in here a little bit as well, um, and Jenny, of course. So their episode's a bit all over the place, but I mean the the essential points here is that. Um, Peyton wants to do things and say, and still sort of living as she wants to do, you know, adolescent things. Let's go to this rally here and let's, you know, do this that, and the other. And Jake is a bit of like a downer, really. Like I know he has to be, but he's a little bit, he's a little bit of a negative Nancy is what we'd call them here. He's a little bit of a, you know, like, do you want to go to this? I can't, I have a baby and I'm a teenager and you know, Nikki, she smells and she's after me and you know this that you know it's like come on jake lighten up a little bit like come on crack a smile um is that pretty much i'm not jay <laughs> yeah i think i think you're totally right i mean realistically all jake had to do was ask his parents like hey can you watch jenny for a couple hours so i can go do this it's not like it would be the first time i'm sure that they've watched jenny for him you know what i mean so it kind of i feel bad for peyton because i think she 
obviously she's really in the jig. She has been for a long time now, you know what I mean? But I think she's scared to let herself get more into him based on the way he's acting, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, at the end, he finally kind of came to the realization of how he was making her feel and finally owned up to how he felt pretty much. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, he's a total negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, whatever you want to call him. Like you are still a child. You you have a child, but you're still a teenager. Like you can go out and live your life. It's not like you're going out and getting wasted and not coming home. I mean, you have your parents, which is Jenny's grandparents. So it shouldn't be a problem, Jake. Come on. Jesus. Take the girl out. <laughs> totally exact word perfect i mean dom oh, absolutely spot on i'm not sure i can can add to any of that other than jake is is so matter of fact isn't he oh i had to get up early. like she peyton says to him oh you were you left early and it's like well i gotta get up i gotta take him back to mom and dad's i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta get here i gotta get there like, you, you know between school work and this I, I haven't really got time for anything else and it's just like punching her in the face with words isn't it you know i'm gonna smack you with that and tell you that i'm not gonna have a, a ch- kind of ad- adole- adolescence so you're not gonna have one either um, <laughs> uh, which is how it felt but it, it all comes um all, you know it comes to a, a nice ending for both of them i suppose it, it, I, does. it really does come to a nice ending thank god but i feel like he's kind of like giving her mixed signals because it you know when she was getting ready he was like you i seen you a couple minutes ago a minutes ago you look great but then on the other hand he's like almost like he doesn't have time for her you know what i mean so it's got to be really hard for her and i feel really bad for her because it is so confusing but it was a nice ending though like we said so i guess that's all do do you think that do you think that's uh i need to see whether you can handle the life of having a kid so not not that he's going to say, okay, it's your kid now or anything like that, but actually you're you're going to be with someone that has a child. So this this is just the life I have to live, and and sometimes the the commitment strays to, you know, to well the commitment is very firmly on, um, on, oh god, I can't remember her name, baby Jenny, and um, actually if you want to be with me, this is this is kind of the path you need to follow, at least help me follow. Do you think he's kind of testing Peyton maybe? Well, I wouldn't say he's testing her so much because it's not like she hasn't interacted with Jenny before. I mean, she's she's babysat for him. You know, she gave him the money when the baby was sick to take her. Like, so she understands the the importance. I think his thing was he just didn't realize what he was doing. You know what I mean? And that's why at the end, mm. I think he finally did come to a realization like, oh, my God, I have feelings for this girl. She has feelings for me. You know, I, I missed her so much while I was gone. And now I'm here and I'm still not making time for her. So let me try to fix that. Jake was basically being a cheap prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm going to take your money and I'm going to pay you no attention. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and and when um, Peyton says, I'm going to sleep in my dad's room, um, and like he was sort of like, why tonight? Oh, okay, I'll leave. You know, I'll go... But shouldn't he surely have been like, well, you know, if anyone's going to sleep in your dad's room or a different room, it should be me. Like, this is your bedroom. This is your bed. You know, you put your converse on this bed every night. You know, <laughs> like that. that's yours. That's your business. Um, to to be fair, if, if you were 
if you're offering up beds, you're not going to offer up your your parents' bed, are you? Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, li- we've seen the outside of that house. That is that house is multiple bedrooms. <laughs> I, I would just I would just like to say for all the One Tree Hill fans out there, did you spot baby Jenny? Her trainers on in her crib. In it. It, it pissed me off no end. She's just becoming like her father and now, you know, stepmom. From Outrageous. day one. From day one. It's ridiculous. She had her little trainers on and she was still in her bed with her little trainers on. I was so upset. <laughs> I, could, I did not know it. I'm going to have to go back and check that out now. I didn't know. <laughs> Should we get Grace back on the podcast and be like, I look, <laughs> what were you doing? Don't put <laughs> shoes on. Do you do it now? <laughs> Jesus Grace. <laughs> Well, um, I just want to—I just want to retcon one thing. So, um, you just said there, Dom or Jay, one of you said about uh, adolescence, and at the very beginning of the podcast, I used to say, "Don't call them teenagers; call them young adults." And I change, I've changed my opinion on that now. So, I've seen recently that your adolescence it, it go it can go up to it differs for each person, but generally speaking, I believe it goes up to about 22 i say now because <laughs> i was really hoping you'd say mid to late 30s <laughs> <laughs> to whatever next week is now to um now well i think it's different for each person like because some people have to mature quicker and adulthood can come at whatever time and you know and uh you know depending on education so on and so forth i always say that mine goes until i was 22 until i got my first real job and then met my wife and not current not at, she wasn't my wife at that point but you know whatever um and so if we're saying if i'm saying my adolescence went from like 13 to 22 and then i went into adulthood and then now parenthood um then that kind of that continues the span of the show so they so i'm, I'm happy to call them adolescents i'm just saying that now i'm putting it out there good excellent About time <laughs> well do it Jay, do you have anything else to say on this episode before we go into judgment land? Uh, no, no, I think I'm pretty good on everything. Dom, anything before judgment land? No, I'm also very good with the episode. Happy with it. Wait, Excellent. I, I have one thing. My favorite, favorite, favorite thing about this episode, there was no Anna or Felix. <laughs> good shout. Dude, cannot stand them. Okay, we can go on the race. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then please check out our Patreon, which is at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But, Jay, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. That's great. I love that when that happens. Like when there's like no, there was no hesitation. You knew exactly what was up. Love that. Absolutely. So uh, also seeing that you're a hat wearer, Jay, I'm, um, I don't know if you heard in the last episode, but I'm down to get some Raven snapbacks. Are you into that? Absolutely. I was going to say that I absolutely want a hat. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna sort that out. I'll let you you'll be the first one to know. Yeah, hats are everyday wardrobe for me. I probably have a good like fifteen hats. No lie. Okay, well it's happening. You'll be yeah, you'll be the first to know. It's hat happening. <laughs> oh 
He got a laugh, yes. Yeah. Was, <laughs> it a sim- only one. was it a sympathy laugh, Jay? No, it was a sympathy laugh. Don't be mean, Simon. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, it's you keep a... being mean, I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, nice. what what Dom doesn't know is that you know I actually I actually respond to authority reasonably well. He just doesn't he just doesn't uh, uh, you know be authoritative to me. Do you, Dominic? No, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> uh, I've got Jay. I've got Jay backing me up, looking after me here. That's right. <laughs> well, okay, let's go into our judgments. So, Jay, let's let's start with you. Who was your favorite performer of this episode? My favorite performer. I always get this backwards. So there's performer and character. Character is who they are in the show. Performer is who they are out. Okay, so yeah. my favorite performer outside would be honestly, it would be Karen. And it's just for. Like the the scene on the river court with Nathan, that's what really brought it home to me. You can see she's obviously upset about Lucas, but she doesn't make it about Lucas. She's there for Nate when he needs her. You know what I mean? She helps shed some light for him, gives him a little clarity on things. And I just, I've always had a soft spot for her. I think she, she plays her role very well and uh, very graceful and classy. Once again, I know you guys don't really like Karen, but whatever, I don't care. Well, we like we like Moira Kelly. Well, we do we do like Karen. Really, we do. We just I think uh, we find it funny to just yeah to wind people up. But yeah, no that that's that's a great answer. Dom, yours? Uh, I actually think James Lafferty had a really good episode. I think his um, just the way he played just a pure up and down the the whole episode i mean there were very little ups but the the pure frustration with dan the almost de- depression like state he was in at the beginning playing the nba game and then when lucas turns up he got a little bit more depressed i think that's just natural um chad knocking <laughs> on your door it's gonna upset anyone um <laughs> uh and his just general aura actually just gave off this sense of you know he, this is someone who is hurting and he played it so well and and just that the scene in in the school when he pulls out the the can of beer or malt liquor or whatever it is and he's just embodies dan somehow and it was i thought he did that so well so he's my choice today what about yourself i am going to agree with you dom with james laffey i think he was really good all of the reasons that you said and then jay like you said it was the scene at the end that clinched it for me and uh seeing him that vulnerable um and seeing like the role reversal like they have lucas and nathan have switched places it's you wouldn't expect like nathan says why would lucas be here he's got a hoop in on dan scott's driveway um so yeah love that jay who's your favorite uh character my character would actually be nate and it's for a lot of the reasons that you guys said, you know, but mainly it's just I feel like I can really relate with him, you know, because when I was younger, I mean, I went through not something I mean, similar, but, you know, I wasn't married and my wife didn't run off on me. But, you know, it's just thinking back to being that young, being that vulnerable, opening yourself up to someone and being completely crushed. And I think he just did wonderful playing that role and it's not something that we're used to seeing from nathan so it's nice to see something different yeah nice dom i'm actually going to give it to someone who hasn't had the award for a very very long time 
It's going to Whitey. And we didn't we didn't speak really about him. So for yeah, talk talk about it, Dom. He just had some really good touch points, and that's kind of all we needed from him. But he had a great moment in the corridor with Erica when she was like, "Oh, can I take the 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 schedule thing for for Brooke? We've got health class together." And he's like, "Oh, I thought you'd be ripping chunks out of each other by now, you know that kind of thing, pulling each other's hair out." And then he he you know really reassures Jake and says, "You know, don't be a dummy. You got to stay in school." You know this. If if you want Nikki to to win these court battles or whatever whatever happens and and get custody of of little baby Jenny, then you, you know be a dumbass and and drop out. But actually, if you if you want to be sensible and you know stick with it and do the right things, then you got to stay in school and just like give her here. I'll, I'll look after her. And you know he says get your ASS back to class, <laughs> which I thought was a really good moment. And I just think we haven't had enough exposure of him in this entire series you know he's had a lot going on obviously with his medical problems and stuff but it's nice to sort of see him back in full flow and you know his interactions with Brooke as well on the stage and yeah just that that his his episode although it wasn't as you know as long as full as other other people's he he had some really great moments so yeah I've got to give it to Whitey and what about yourself I'm going to give you a little spoiler Dom but we get a lot more Whitey in the next episode so you can look forward to that. Nice. Um, mine is going to be Mouth because he made amends and, you know, he saw something that he did wrong and he he worked to make an amends for it. And that's something that I really believe in in my own life. If you, you, if you make a negative, you generally can do a positive that can balance it out or you can work to make an amends, whether that's with somebody else or just within yourself. Uh, and he did that, and I thought it was really nice. And I like the line where Brooke was like, "He said, oh, Miss Miss President,' and he said, she said, or well, my friends call me Brooke.' It was like a nice way of bringing that back round. Uh, Jay, we're, this is a new a new section that we've added in. Uh, um, who was your least favorite character? Who was the worst character in this episode? Oh man, you can't throw me on the spot like that. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, worst. Oh man. Do you, do, you want, do you want me to go first to give yeah. you a second? Yeah. I can make it quite easy. Haley, fuck you, Haley. You're out there breaking hearts on rock tours. You know, I like she. She is my favorite female character in this show. Full stop. Period. Uh, but not right now. Not right now at all. Dom, let's go to you. Uh, I'm going to give it to Jake. Ooh. I'm going to give the worst, worst character to, to, to Jake. Jeez. He, he he gave Peyton a really hard time. She found she found it really difficult. She was very conflicted and didn't really understand any of the signals he was throwing out. So, yeah, he was all over the place. So, yeah. Remember his character, not, not performer. I know, based I know. On, on his character. I know. <laughs> Jay? I think um I think I'm gonna agree with you, Simon, and go with Haley. Um I'm right there with you. She is my favorite female character, but right now definitely not, like I said, um for all the reasons you said. Okay. Um let's go to Dom just so we don't, you know, go go straight go back to back. Um favorite background performer, Dom? Well, I made a little a little list. So there's a girl in like a salmon pink top that's sitting behind Lucas in the classroom when Nathan's got the beers and stuff. 
which happens to be the same girl that's like clapping behind Brooke in the corridor. She's like, yay, and giving her a clap, but she's wearing a different top. She's wearing a purple top in that scene. And wow. then, you know the scene where Brooke pushes the guy up against like the, the, the wall or whatever and is like threatening him and nipple twisting him? Yep. There's a girl in the background in a pink zip-up hoodie that's just like rabbit in the headlights, like proper, proper stunned, who's also the same girl that's sitting in front of Lucas in the auditorium when Mouth is giving his little speech. So I think I'm going to give it to... To rabbit and headlights girl who's also sitting in front of lucas later on um because she just looks so stunned that brooke basically had this six foot giant pinned up against the wall by his nipple so specific love it <laughs> jay favorite background performer i'm gonna have to give it to so right after brooke finds out that she won president and she walks back inside there's this tall skinny lanky kid he has a, a mohawk and he's wearing like camo jeans and he's just clapping and like in the background you can just see him staring at Brooke and it's almost like he's staring at her like god I love you so much please notice <laughs> I'm so happy you won though congratulations I'm gonna give it to him I love that great choice that's a great choice I love that uh mine is gonna be the kid that early on in the episode Brooke just uh throws the like campaign posters at him and just says freshman put these up and he doesn't he doesn't even get a line uh i did also like the one that you were just alluding to dom is the guy yeah the kid that uh nathan gives the beer to because <laughs> that's that's hilarious but yeah i'm gonna give it to the kid in the hallway uh that's a really good choice as well a really good choice thank you jay uh favorite line oh man there was a bunch of good ones in this one um so I like the line that Nathan said when he went to class and he's like, whatever, I'm only here because my PlayStation broke. That was really good. And then uh, one that always stands at, like, I would just be random, like, at work or somewhere, and the line always pops into my head is the one Brooke says where she goes, she's walking down the hallway with Peyton, and she's like, you've been playing uh, house with uh, Jake Jagowski and you didn't tell me? Like, I love that line. That's always stood out to me. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, next you're to telling me you were sharing a bed with him. And then <laughs> I think that's when she then gives the kid the uh, posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Dom? It's got to be Bevan's line. It has to be. She says, uh, Brooke, the Chilean squad needs you so much more than America does. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that. What well, <laughs> did uh, you did you have a different one mine yeah mine is actually a, a line from whitey uh which he says to jenny when no one's around and he says i hope you did it i hope you didn't inherit your daddy's free throw percentage which <laughs> <laughs> so i thought it's hilarious like he just even yes. or even to babies he's thinking about basketball so i love that uh jay favorite song okay so i watched this episode three times like, the only song that I heard was the very last one, and I don't even know what song that is. Was there, like, no music in this episode? No, right? Which that's, is very the only one I, that's the only one I had reference to as well. Dom? Yes, yeah, same. There's a, there's a song that plays in the background when it's Haley's scene, but I, I couldn't pick it up, so it's just the song at the end is the only one I registered. So, should we all agree it's that one? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so then finally to the precious, precious rating. So, Jay, you know how this works. We're all going to say it after three, but before we do that, Jay, did you, without saying, did you have a number in your mind before we started this podcast? Yes. And did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stay the same. Dom, same questions? Uh, I had a number, and it's gone up by one. Hmm. I also had a number, and it has also gone up by one. Okay. So we will see, and then we will debate it out. After three. One, two, three, eight. Eight. Ooh, we got two eights and a seven. So I think since you guys were both at a seven and went up, you should just come back down to a seven. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> there is a new kernel round here. <laughs> well, I'm okay you, with that. <laughs> can, you, can you give us your reasons for, for a seven? Okay, so when I picked out this episode, I totally thought it was a different episode. And honestly... <laughs> Honestly, this episode is one that's never just... It's not one that I remember. You know what I mean? Like, nothing really stands out other than the uh, the Nathan and Karen thing. Like, Brooke winning president, like, was cool or whatever. But it just... None of it really stood out to me. There's nothing really exciting about it. Okay. And, Dom, what was your reason to from going from a 7 to an 8? I, th- I think mostly based on our conversation um it it just sort of drew out more themes and and elements that i hadn't necessarily considered and and a few different angles and yeah just the way both of you have put the episode together and you know constructed and deconstructed certain parts has made me go actually yes probably better than i gave it credit for Mm, i agree i've like i've enjoyed the conversation around it so it's like well then Maybe then may I'm going to have a better memory of this episode now because I'm going to remember talking, you know, to you two about it. Um, I mean, okay, so Jay, how are you feeling? Are you feeling secure in the seven? We can't get you to an eight. I feel pretty secure in that seven. And <laughs> Dom, do you like... feel... Oh, gone. I mean... I... I was just saying, since you guys are both the sevens, I think it's a solid seven. <laughs> Dom already agreed think... to go back down. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think calling it a solid seven is fair. I'm happy with that. Okay, I can I can agree to a seven. We were there, so okay, we'll call this one a seven. Uh, you do just have one one Patreon shout out, uh, which is to. GG, who also goes by Emmy. So GG, I'm not sure if you want us to go go by GG or Emmy. I think we're going to go with GG. Dom coming in at Junior Varsity. GG. GG, you just became a Raven. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us on our journey to getting 200 reviews. We're I think closing in on about 130, which is pretty pretty good considering we're only a season and a half in so uh you know like dom always says if you know around someone that has an iphone just steal it just for a minute and uh just give us five stars isn't that right dom it, absolutely it doesn't take long to just take it out of their pocket unlock it five star it give it back make sure you give it back <laughs> yeah 
Just give it back. It's fine. They they won't even know. It's fine. Uh, you can also check us out on social media, Dom. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram at Ravens Podcast. You can see lots of wonderful pictures and videos on there that Simon has put up on there. I have absolutely zero access, which is fantastic. But yeah, ping, ping us a message, like our pictures, um, find our podcast, share it with your friends, give it five stars. Thanks very much. And uh, I've uploaded the, the videos to uh, all of our conversation with, you know, Kieran Hutchinson, Paul Johansson, uh, Barbara, Alan Woods—they're all—they're all on YouTube now, so you can, you can check that out. Jay, it has been an absolute honor, a pleasure to to meet you—you you know, face to face—and to have this conversation. I've really enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for your continued support, and thank you for for joining us today. Absolutely no, thank you so much for having me, guys. You guys are a pl- uh, wonderful to listen to. Like I said, it, I look forward to it every week so just keep doing what you're doing and keep us entertained guys <laughs> thank uh, well thank you so much for supporting us thanks for continuing to listen thanks for your messages as well uh it, it really does mean a lot and uh yeah just uh look forward to having you back on one day absolutely for se- season three but before before we go anywhere the last but not least we need to do our ravens on free um jay as our guest what accent will we be doing it in okay so i thought about this and i was like you know what i really don't do accents and i remember uh, an episode where someone else said they don't do accents and you let them get away with it so i'm gonna have to say we have to do it normal (laughs) okay we can do normal we haven't done normal for a long time because i'm the colonel and i say what's what anyway so that's right. Colonel. I'm gonna Jay Jay, I'm gonna call you the general. Alright, there you go. We got the colonel. Jay's getting promoted. <laughs> I like that. Well, um well Dom, do you want me to count it in? Because I can be loud like, yeah, you in, the, in, you this, wake, in this moment. You you wake up your baby, that's fine. <laughs> it's important. Okay, he knows, it's fine. He'll understand okay. one day. Well, uh thank you everyone. Ravens on free. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens!